I need to queue up Commando! I know I was forgetting something. <laughs> <laughs> this may be the beginning of the episode. I'm gonna launch into the intro. <laughs> oh, I, got you just... <laughs> I got scared! I didn't know where you I got possessed! I don't know what I got Okay, now I'm queuing up Commando so I can watch him while we're talking. Okay, gotcha. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's Tardy Party. Built it's up Tardy up. Party. Pop culture hosts. It's Tardy Party. It's no longer <laughs> even Triple T to the P. It's just Tardy Party. It's just TP. Which then the connections of Tardy Party make, are even no, worse than Tardy no. to the party. No, don't do it that way. Hey, no. hey, everybody. No, Bill, no, 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 what? no. What? I'm just doing that's not... my Barty, Barty Gumble impression. It's gotten worse <laughs> over the years. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey, Homer. I'm drumming a cold. <laughs> Don't cry for me, I'm already dead. Is that... Is that a little short film he made about himself? Yeah. I fucking love that shit. Anyway, we're not talking about hey. fucking Barney Gumble. We're talking about... No. Uh, this is... Well, I should let you introduce. This is your pick. Also, sorry it's about Commando. this. It's Commando. Okay, what's what? It's... It's Commando. Not the NES game, not Bionic Commando, no. the other NES game. No. It is the, what is uh -huh. this, 1985? The 1985 Schwarzenegger action classic Commando? Mm, starring Alyssa Milano? I have seen huge chunks of, but never actually sat down and watched the whole thing back to back. Yeah, I always if, would come across it on TV and watch wherever it was at, yeah. but... I never watched it from you know stem what? to stern. Despite me having seen most of this movie, uh, yeah, actually, no, I think, but I think I was in the same situation where I don't think I ever sat down and saw the whole thing beginning. Like, I never saw the ending or the beginning of this movie. Um, yeah. All I remember is, like, all I remember is that I let him go part. And mm. also, you and I, I managed to dig up. So, did you watch the version of the movie I gave you? Yes. Because I managed to dig up a director's cut of this. Mm. And so, there might be a couple bits in this movie that's. Uh, other people may not have seen before because I don't know how popular that director's cut was. There's definitely some bits of violence in this towards the end that I had never seen before on HBO mm. or TNT or TBS or whatever the fuck. Uh, so yeah, there might be a couple. This version, the best part is not just the guy being let go. There's a couple other bits of violence where I was like, oh shit, that's what, why was there more of that in this movie? Um, but yeah, this is, I, this must have been the first thing he did after The Terminator because The Terminator was 1984. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this wasn't his first big movie. I mean, of course, he did, if he did The Terminator before uh, this, this was obviously not his first big movie. But uh, uh, he had done, uh, I forgot he had done the Conan movies, even yeah, before The Terminator. Like, uh, well, he also did Hercules in New York. Oh, yeah, that cultural touchstone that everyone yeah. still, I the fact that Disney bought up that franchise and has now put out their 12th Hercules in New York movie is a little excessive. Nobody can defy Hercules. <laughs> Is that a Simpsons reference? Sounds like it. No, it's no, it's its voice was terribly dubbed in that because oh yeah, you know, oh, he, okay. sa he sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've heard people talk about it, and I've seen like silent clips, but I've never actually seen what he sounds like. I, maybe it's not that one. Maybe it's another movie. I'm not sure. I, yeah, who knows? But, but yeah, so this is like his first big action. Well, it's not a Terminator, but this is the first action hero role where he does not have a loincloth and he has a gun and he's a good guy. 
wish mm-hmm. there would be many more of these in the future. And I was reading up about this, and it's interesting, interesting too, because I guess I forgot that this came out the same year as Rambo First Blood Part 2, which was kind of like the big action movie defining uh, movie for uh, Stallone. And I guess this is the fact that both these movies came out in the same year, I guess, is what set up the Stallone Schwarzenegger. Not competition, but, like, everyone constantly comparing the two. Even though, in my book, there's not really much of a competition. Fuck Stallone. No. Uh, In terms of just being the 80s action king, it's Schwarzenegger, man. There's no competition. Um, Yeah. But we'll we'll have to see if uh, Commando helps or is a hindrance to that reputation of being the 80s action Mm. king. It's weird to think that, like, mm-hmm. he only made, like, Last Action Hero, like, five years after this movie, where he's already parodying kind of movies like this already. Because just within the five years between this and, and Last Action Hero, he does this. No, Terminator 2 was, like, a year after. You, no. What? Good? If you, if you cast somebody besides Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, a comedian in his role, this would be a parody. <laughs> well, there's, there's some 80s action cliches that are right out of UHF. That yeah. happened in this movie. <laughs> I mean, they're nothing astounding. You don't have to be rocket scientist to point out like the action scenes in this movie don't make any sense, especially <laughs> what? especially any situation where Schwarzenegger is exchanging gunfire with the bad guys. You're just like, wait, that, even for an '80s action movie, that's a little goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> and yeah. you realize that's because this movie was kind of the trendsetter. It was kind of like the establishing of those stereotypes. Uh, yeah, you mm-hmm. almost expect you were Al Yankovic to show up in the greased-up bodysuit. <laughs> Speaking of Stallone, yeah. um, but yeah, Commando. That's Stallone. So yeah, what is no particular reason why you chose this? You just said, hey, "Fuck it, we just need a good, uh, schlocky action movie again." Yeah, something fun. Yeah, and there- I had seen I had seen enough of it. I knew it was going to be entertaining, and at least for some of it. I'm trying to think because there's a couple. Like I've never seen Red Dawn. There's still some gaps no, in my Schwarzenegger. Um, Schwarzenegger's not in Red Dawn. That's Patrick Swayze. No, wait, no. I can right. see how you get the two no, confused. No, there's one where he plays a Russian, though, Schwarzenegger. He plays a Is it like Red know. Faction? Ooh. Red. It's something Red. Red Faction's a video game. It's, red Heat? Red, yeah, I think that's it. Because that's on his IMDb. Yeah. Because it's funny, it's another. Him, him and Belushi. <laughs> okay, that's no, that's what I'm thinking of. Jim Belushi. If I remember correctly, he's trying to sound a little bit Russian, but they still kind of swear off. His, his German accent is like, it's, yeah. You know I, what, that's one of the... I would... No, go ahead. I would prefer to never do a Jim Belushi movie. <laughs> I mean, there's not that many to choose from, so we're not going to accidentally back into any. Are there any good movies that Jim Belushi's a part of, even tangentially? Yes. yes. What? He has, a, he has a cameo in Little Shop of Horse. Oh, fuck. He's in the alleyway where he's yeah. trying to get an interview with, uh... Fuck. I mean, Lord not Manus. that we ever... We've both seen that movie, so we're never going to talk about it on the podcast. But yeah, if we ever lose our mind and decide to talk about a movie musical that we both like, which has happened before... <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to have to... Oh, fuck you, Belushi, for ruining otherwise perfectly fucking great movies. <laughs> uh, well, okay, okay, so so much for that one. Randy Quaid and Belushi. We're not allowed to talk about any movies... Where they show up in, except for Randy Quaid, we can we can work with Christmas that. Christmas Vacation, maybe. Yeah, no, we can work with that. We can... Yeah, because I know you don't know <laughs> about Christmas. But hey, what Commando? Uh, Commando. Yeah. He's... Hey, what's up with all the steel drums and pan flutes in the music of this movie? <laughs> what the hell's going too? on? Because I noticed that the soundtrack was by James Horner, who at this point 
he had only done a couple... Well, no, he had actually done a ton of scores, but they were all for, like, B-budget movies, except for, like, Star Trek II and Star Trek III The Wrath of Khan. No, wait. I got that backwards. Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan and Star Trek III The Search for Spock. But, like, he had still, aside from those two movies, he had still mostly done, like, shitty little B-movies. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. This must have been this must have been one of his other big scores outside of Star Trek. One of his first big scores outside of Star Trek. And like the whole time, it's just all synthy, synthy, synthy. And when it's not synthy, it's Caribbean music and one saxophone whale <laughs> that gets repeated ad nauseum throughout the whole fucking movie. Do 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 do. It's well, terrible. Well, yeah, except when. <laughs> When Schwarzenegger sneaking around on the island, it's like a Japanese pan flute shit. I I think he was tired. Like I think he may have been working on like six or seven soundtracks at the same time, and like maybe Commando <laughs> was the one where he just had to let it slide. Or he's like, okay, you know what? This is not gonna win an Oscar. I'm not too worried about this one. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah. I didn't even look up to see who directed this or anything. Like I don't think it was anybody interesting. I mean, the most interesting thing it's it's the first movie where Schwarzenegger's hero with a gun. Uh, the making of this movie is not that particularly interesting. Um, aside it was from the directed that... by Mark L. Lester. Oh, we love that guy. He's famous director of... Firestarter. <laughs> really? Oh, so Conan, or <laughs> Commando maybe the most popular thing he's ever <laughs> the, done. The 2003 movie with Judd Nelson, White Rush. What? What? Class of 1984. What? I don't ah, know. The other, the other big thing was that this was co-written by the guy who wrote Die Hard. And in terms of, mm-hmm. like, people involved in the film, that's the only interesting thing that I was talking about. Supposedly, yeah. he wrote a sequel script to this movie that was about Schwarzenegger. He has an old army buddy who says, hey, I've, I, hey look, check it out. I've built this impenetrable fortress, and I want you to test it out. I want you to hire all the worst, most badass mercenaries in the world to try to attack and infiltrate this uh fortress and the, the and that's what schwarzenegger does but it suddenly turns out that all these badass mercenaries and stuff he's hired are actually conspiring to try to kill, like kill schwarzenegger and so schwarzenegger oh, no. has to fight his way out of this fortress to kill all these bad guys that are trying to kill him and some people were saying this is kind of like the foundation idea for die hard which hmm. i mean it doesn't really sound like die hard i mean you get the idea that like no. one lone guy with a gun shooting his way out of a building filled with bad guys but it's not like and i know die hard's also based off of a book too so that just sounds like internet bullshit but anyway we should talk about die uh commando because that's an interesting thing to talk about yeah garbage garbage men they're driving around <laughs> and some <laughs> this some is, guy yeah, in this a... is start of the movie and i was yeah. like okay I, I definitely have not seen all of commando because i have never definitely <laughs> seen this opening before a dude and his wife are woken up, and his wife's like, Ah, oh, changed the day they pick up garbage. And he's like, Oh, no! And he grabs the cat shit and some papers and runs outside. Yeah. And he's like, I'm afraid you'd miss me. And they say, We won't. And then they grab their guns and they shoot him a bunch. Yeah. A how, whole bunch! A whole bunch? Yes, a lot. And how did they know he'd come out? What if his wife came out? <laughs> what, what if the he, maid came what, out? Because it's kind of a ranty if, neighborhood. What if he was too lazy and didn't come out at all? Exactly, yeah. What if he... Yeah, they're banking on the fact that this guy really cares about garbage pickup. Uh, Oh, the fact that they also... These guys are supposed to be super badass mercenaries, but they didn't even know which day the the garbage pickup was. So, yeah, this is entirely possible. Their lack of planning could have kiboshed their whole plan. Uh, It's also weird, too, because they go through all this effort to, like, presumably steal a garbage truck, dress up like garbage men, 
Presumably because they were just sneaking around, but when they finally confront the dude they're going to kill, they just don't like... They could have just shot him once in the head with a silencer, but no, they spend five minutes just pouring Uzi bullets into his body. <laughs> well, and no, th this is a universe where gunshots are go very unnoticed. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And uh, you've seen Predator, right? Yes. Do you remember much about Predator? Yeah. Um, there was one black guy in that movie. Uh, <laughs> just the one. You know, no, because there are multiple black guys. Because there's a guy I'm talking about, and there's I also know, Carl that's Weathers. why I was making fun of you. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, but there's a one of my favorite scenes in Predator. Uh, there's a bald black guy who is in the middle of shaving in the middle of the the, uh, the jungle in Predator when he suddenly sees. Yeah, this is the, the guy. He's gonna have me some fun. Yeah, have me that's fun. the guy. That's the black guy in this movie, who is yeah. one of the garbage men and who is you know one of the major guys that uh, Schwarzenegger. Bill Duke, I love him. He showed up in the worst episode of Battlestar Galactica ever, uh, the 2003 Battlestar, and he's just been uh, just a bit player in a whole bunch of stuff. He's, he was a great 80s character actor. He's still around. It's not like he's dead or anything like that, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway, then it's a car salesman trying to sell a car to the guy, one of the, the Bill Duke, uh, who's playing Cook, and he's like, oh, it's a cool car. Is you going to buy it? And he's like, you know what I like best about his car? What's that? The price. And he just drives it out of the showroom. Yeah, and kind of bumps the guy with the car, and that somehow kills him. Is the that guy's oh, dead so now. okay, it's the car salesman. So what we later find out. Wait, is there a third thing too? Oh, the yeah. third thing is okay. You got like Freddie. The third thing, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that, that is exactly what he is called in my mo notes. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so dumpy, like a giant baby in this movie. This is this is supposed to be the polar opposite. I mean, not the polar opposite. This is supposed to be like. The diametrically it's, it's opposite. A, this this is supposed to be the big bad for Arnold. Yeah. Well, I this is how you Fat can tell it's Freddy early Mercury. days for Arnold because they didn't even bother to get somebody who could like outdo Arnold physically or acting. I feel bad too because the guy who this is the major villain of the film named Bennett. He's played by Vernon Wells, who I actually do love because he played. He wasn't the big baddie, but he was the baddie's right hand man in the Road Warrior. He played Wes, uh, the 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 biker punk guy who mad who mad max in that movie fights more often more than anyone else in the movie and he's also the head biker from the end of weird science and mm. the fact that he was the one of the head baddies on a mad max movie and then appeared as a parody of his own character in a john hughes movie like two years after that i always loved vernon wells for that but yeah he's in this movie a little out of shape with a giant freddie mercury mustache and yeah, yeah he's pla getting plastic on a boat. chain mail. Yeah, you know what? That's the one of the. There was. I didn't know if this was part of the reason why you chose Commando at first because I had not heard anyone talk about Commando for years until just really uh, recently. I saw people on the internet freaking out about how everyone just always assumed that what he's wearing in the movie is like a chain mail tank top. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until Commando just came out in HD recently that people realized it's not chain mail, it's crocheted. <laughs> if you really stop and look, it's just like it's like his grandma knit him, and everyone's trying to figure out: Are they were they trying to make it look like chainmail, or is he just a mm. weirdo that he has to wear a crocheted old lady tank top on top of all nice. of his armor and shit like that? Anyway, he's he's posed as a fisherman. He gets on a boat. I know, no, his boat blows up just out. randomly. Bill Duke's there with a remote control and. I, this is him supposed to be staging his own death, although they never show him, like, how he gets out of this. He's just piloting the boat, and suddenly it explodes, and it cuts to another scene. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, the other scene is some 80s action music and some eye candy for the ladies. Man. All none of them, because I've never heard a woman say Arnold Schwarzenegger is very sexy. That's kind of a funny thing. For as much as an idealized dude that so many dudes looked up to in the 80s, like, he was never really a sex symbol. Unless you want But they treat him like Yeah, they kind of... I is... mean, he's never, like, much of a ladies' man in these movies, though. It's it's kind of interesting. Because, no. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll have romantic interests, but it's always kind of kind of chaste and and kind of like, hey, hey, hey. But, he ne- like, has Schwarzenegger ever well, was... filmed, like, a sex scene? Ugh, I don't know. That's what um... I'm saying! That's... But, like, in Kindergarten Cops, wasn't there a scene where all the moms were, like, drooling over him? Uh, you know what? I'll have to tell you that someday whenever we cover Kindergarten Cops, because I've never seen that movie. Oh, that was filmed in Oregon. I know! And supposedly that's supposed to be the same school that inspired uh, Silent Hill 2, which we have talked about on the show. Uh, Silent Hill 1, actually. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay. Well, fuck that shit, then. Yeah. <laughs> Silent Hill 1 is amazing. <laughs> but, man, uh, yeah, the camera is just fucking... Juicing itself all over his greasy Schwarzenegger pecs. You don't see what mm-hmm. he's doing, but he's just like walking through the woods. And it's camera so close up, you can see like the wrinkles in between his muscles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can see like the imperfections in his skin. It's almost like microscopic getting up on his his muscles. But then you see, yeah, yeah he just got finished chopping down a whole tree log, and he's just carrying it's... it around on one shoulder, just being like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I do this all the time. I don't care. This doesn't look macho at all. Mm, yeah, so cash. Yeah, he is trying to be so cash about it. And I do have to wonder, that must be some kind of a fake log, because I, well, I yeah, can believe I'll, Schwarzenegger yeah, no, could do I, that. Um, I remember hearing that it totally was. Yeah, because it's, yeah, come on. Because just a, like, I, I've moved around woods, and just a, like, something, a, one-eighth that size is, like, a hundred pounds. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's a, Depending on the type of wood. That's probably half a ton of wood he's got on his shoulder. And just just for, even for his shoulder's sake, they wouldn't let him do that. But anyway, he starts chopping yeah. woods. He's all being all fucking manly and shit. Yeah, and then he gets attacked by who's the boss. <laughs> well, and then he... Yeah, yeah. I love how he sees her reflection. Well, well, we've seen all these people get attacked up until this point. So you're obviously supposed to believe that, like, he's about to get a, a murder or something like that. But no, it's, yeah, it's 12-year-old Alyssa Milano being all he cute. He picks her up and... Sh- he shakes her. Fucking <laughs> 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 ragdoll breaks her neck, and he doesn't know what to yeah. do with the body. He's like, it turns him from uh, to, uh, of mice and men, <laughs> and then he just yeah. moves away. That's the end of the movie. They, they go to the ice cream store where they share their same flavor of ice cream. <laughs> That's. Have you have you ever done that? Bill gone out with the ice cream with somebody and said, "What color? What flavor did you get? I got vanilla. I got vanilla too. You want to try mine? Guys, yeah, they, let me try yours." These people are so bland. It probably is just more about color than it is even flavor. Like, what color ice cream are you gonna get? I'm gonna get white color. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and like Alyssa <laughs> Milano just shows shoves her white colored ice cream into his face, and he gets angry. He turns into the puppet from Total Recall. Screams two weeks. That's not even the right. I'm thinking about two different scenes from Total Recall. I'm thinking about <laughs> there is a there is some some point he does say something to her, but I think it was just <laughs> what in this or in Total Recall? Yeah, no, in this. Oh yeah, he says something to Milano. You know, this is kind of cute. He does kind of charismatic, even though this is a total Mentos commercial montage. Uh, that's way overselling. Uh, the fact that he and his daughter love each other so much. Like, all they do yeah. is, like, live in this, like, forest retreat and have fun. 
and he, he teaches them how to elbow fools in the junk. Yeah. They Which feed makes a sense. deer together, who, according to the name that comes up on the screen, is played by Dan Hedaya. Man, he is an amazing <laughs> character actor to just encompass the role of this deer. It's a shame because after this movie, he got uh, stereotype into playing uh, shiftless schmucks for the rest of his <laughs> life. But yeah, oh man. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah I forget the. <laughs> Dan Hedaya. That's one of the... also his name <laughs> no. showed up on the screen too. I was like. How serious of an action movie can this be if Dan Hedaya's in it? Because, like, you can never take Dan Hedaya seriously in anything. Because it's just Dan Hedaya. He shows up and it's just Dan Hedaya takes over the movie. But anyway, mm. yeah. They go fishing. He tries to drown her in the pool. <laughs> but she somehow refuses to die. <laughs> she she leaves him notes on the fridge and love notes and makes him a sandwich. And he's like, what's in it? And she says, you don't even want to know. Thanks for lunch, sweetie. I kind of wonder if the makers of this film have ever actually had family before, because this is the only <laughs> no. way of establishing like how parents and children interact with each other. Oh man! Well, they're like in the Swiss Family Robinson retreat, where there doesn't seem to be any schools or civil infrastructure. So I guess they are. They might have like some kind of weird, like cult-like existence out there, even though it's just the two of them. But anyway. Yeah. But then, but then his greased-up muscles quiver at the distant sounds of an army helicopter approaching. And she's like, he promised you wouldn't go anywhere. And he's like, I'm not going to. And then the helicopter lands. Three dudes jump out. Two younger military guys and one military guy in a, 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 oh, what's the place? Like a wiener. Yeah, it's totally like a fry kind of hat. Yeah, which always cracked me up that there are two institutions that use that kind of hat. One is if you're a fry cook at McDonald's and B, if you're like a military general. Which is, I don't understand the symbolism of that. If you work at the Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah, I was just watching Fast Times at Ridgemont High the other day, and everyone at the the the, the burger joint and that are wearing those. And I got to think of like, when did burger joints stop forcing everyone to wear those little like little hats? But yeah. Anyway, yeah, this, bring him back, damn it. This dude, he's like the general dude who used to be best buddies with Schwarzenegger back in the army. I guess it was maybe his commanding officer. Ah, eh, probably. So he, Schwarzenegger abuses his civilian privilege to sneak up on this guy, pull well, his gun out, and threaten to shoot him. Well, the guy the guy is just walking towards the house going, John? John, are you there? Motherfucker, you're standing in front of a helicopter. He can't hear you. That's a good point, actually. But, and maybe that's how the lumbering monster that Arnold Schwarzenegger is managed to sneak up on this guy. I, well, I can believe that Schwarzenegger can carry a tree trunk. I don't believe he could ever sneak up on anybody, especially like on, <laughs> no. a, on a rocky, gravel-filled road. Yeah. And uh, he tells Schwarzenegger somebody's been killing his men. Yeah. Uh, Schwarzenegger's man, whose name is John Matrix in this movie. <laughs> Which is weird, because in this... Is it at breakfast with his daughter right before this? He actually does mention the fact that he's from East Germany, which, mm. as I remember, this is the only time I've ever seen a Schwarzenegger movie that actually try to justify his accent. Where <laughs> they're not like, I was born in Indianapolis. Well, that's all of his other movies is he's playing an American dude. Uh, they're always named John. It's always John this or John that. Uh, well, I guess yeah. in Terminator 3, they try to excuse the fact that, like, they, I, there's a whole thing about how he gets his accent I, from it. Anyway. I wish him and and uh, Jean Claude Van Damme had played brothers in something where they were born in like <laughs> North Dakota. <laughs> exactly. They reminisce about their time on their Kansas farm together. Yeah. Yeah. Growing. Yeah. Oh Jesus. But yeah, that's that's still one of the most. 
again, with it being so weird, Schwarzenegger becoming an action star. Like, you know, this is still just a generation after World War II and the Nazis. I was reading up about him. I guess his dad was actually a fucking Nazi. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to distance himself from that shit, and obviously, you know, it doesn't reflect on Schwarzenegger himself as a person, but, like, yeah, the fact that you have this German dude at the height of, like, xenophobia... Well, isn't he Austrian? What's that? Isn't he Austrian? He is, technically is Austrian. Which, I guess East Germany would be the closest, like... You know what? You try to tell people he's Austrian, people are like, what the hell's Austria? So you have to kind of say Germany, because they're like, well... He's from Australia? He doesn't sound Australian! Uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of. But like, what the fuck kind of name is John Matrix? What? The, <laughs> not even like from a like like fucking ethnic like where is he from? But like, whose name is fucking Matrix? Like, it sounds it's, like a bad video game name. He had Homer Simpson come up with it for <laughs> That's him. That's what it sounds like, John Matrix. But yeah, so John Matrix and this J- Colonel Buddy are, are old friends. Yeah. Somebody's killing people, and they're, they're going to find him eventually. Yeah, they just want to warn Schwarzenegger. They're just like, hey, everyone's out to kill everyone in your unit, I guess. Yeah, he'll leave these two incompetent army men behind. He'll keep an eye and on them. And they're, like, laughing and joking with each other in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that guy gets in the helicopter leaves. Arnold Schwarzenegger smells a fart and runs inside <laughs> with his daughter as the two army dudes are straight up shot right away. Fucking random. There's no buildup, like... There's no, there's not even, you think there would be a little bit of a scene where Schwarzenegger could kind of see what's going on or feel something bad about to happen or would notice like, oh, like some bit of his property has been, uh, fucked with or something like that. Something that would like, well, he doesn't even sniff because he, uh, the two guys get shot up. The other guy, one of them crawls inside and he's like, How is it? And he's like I'll, I'll be fine. And he's like, stay downwind. And he's like, what do you think I could? smell him and he's like i did which i guess he's serious yeah i <laughs> guess so like did the moment he smell something is that when he just like was there not a moment of like like recognition of what that was like what did he smell like was i, I don't know the weirdest thing but anyway so uh, uh bad dudes are just pouring bullets into schwarzenegger's little fucking donkey kong country cabin and uh yeah uh he, if, if he, they, he has if his daughter need... go run into her room if they need him so bad why are they trying to shoot him Good point, actually. That's a really good point. Because yeah. I mean, they seem to be yeah. trying to kill him. It's not like, I mean, I don't know. I, it's fucking Commando. <laughs> Nothing in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, makes that's right. Sense. That's right. It's a Schwarzenegger so, movie, yeah. He says, he tells his daughter, go hide in the first place to look for you. So she goes yeah, and go crawls hide under, under your bed. bed. Yeah. Which, you think this mu- you think this motherfucker would have a panic room? He's got that's, a, a, a room where he keeps all his weapons locked up with the hard to break code of one three. Yeah. You know what? That's kind of funny because I was thinking about that. Then I was like, well, maybe this is in the age before panic rooms were really a thing. But then yeah, he does have a like a whole safe room just for his guns. So why didn't he stick his daughter in there? Yeah. Or take that's. Presumably, the safest place is with him, the lumbering monster that can't get hit by bullets. Yeah. So just take her just with you. Duct tape her to his back. Yeah. She'll never get hurt. Mm. Which I mean, seriously, by the plot logic of this movie, that's exactly what he should have done. But no, anyway, yeah. he goes. He like leaves his stupid fucking daughter alone because he's a fucking idiot. Comes. He grabs mm. like a whole bunch of guns. Uh, runs back into the house. There's a fucking dude who looks like Viva Vendetta, like holding like a, I love you, Dad Valentine. And he's all like, mm-hmm. we need you, John. And then fucking Schwarzenegger's like... Well, the, well, no, the guy is like, hey, you want your daughter back? You 
you do what we say. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, and, you know, if you want her safe, you'll play nice, right? And he says, long, and just shoots <laughs> the guy in the face. George Eggenbaker has no dialogue in this movie. It's just random yelling <laughs> and just grunting. <laughs> oh, that's, that's completely different from most Schwarzenegger uh, Yeah, movies. exactly, yeah. Well, and also Schwarzenegger sees a couple SUVs or whatever the hell, presaged SUVs, uh, racing and down the, the, the hillside. And he's realized that they've already grabbed his daughter and they're taking off, so he runs to his, like, Ford Bronco. Yeah, but, oh, no, it's got random wires. It's uh, <laughs> flim flamming hanging everywhere. Someone just threw a whole bunch of fucking, like, gasoline valves into his engine. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, and so he does the only logical thing. Which I actually thought was pretty ballsy. Pushes it over the edge and just rides it down. Yeah. No way this plan can fla- fail. Which the movie kind of like, I guess they're trying to make it look like how strong and tough he is by the fact that he's pushing this whole car, which I don't think is that much of a, a thing. But then it, that's kind of subtracted by the fact of how stupid his plan is to drive downhill without any brakes or whatever the fuck. Um, no mm-hmm. control over his car. Uh, and he does actually manage to catch up with like the little two car convoy and it ends up like knocking yeah, one of them off just, the road. Yeah, but then he just. He just blast past them <laughs> well the first time which you yeah. think the guys in the cars would just kind of stop or slow down a little bit but i guess they keep on trucking at the same rate which gives them the opportunity to keep on reusing the same film over and over again mm-hmm. uh, but until yeah he, he does he, get down to the like i guess as close to the bottom of the hill and actually does hit one of the cars yeah does he hit it i can't right, he, like, like he missed he him flips, again i think he, ta- he taps he one flips but flips car. over and yeah yeah, he gets out and it explodes behind him, and then he fights people off for a while. But oh no, they get guns pointed at him. And then Fat Freddy Mercury is there <laughs> at his fake chainmail vest and shoots him with a tranquilizer. Oh yeah, which I, I keep on forgetting he's not here to kill Schwarzenegger. He's got a whole other other vendetta. Oh man, we missed the boy George joke. What? At, we did? at, at, at breakfast, the, he, he's. The first line of dialogue Schwarzenegger has in the movie and says, Oh, boy, George, more like good George. <laughs> oh, that might have been the thing that I just thought he said. That's real old dad. And my only note was like, you know, what's old boy, George jokes in general. That man, that really dates this movie <laughs> to 1985. But anyway. So, uh. He wakes up on a ta- chained up to a table, and Dan Hedaya is there doing a very bad accent. I didn't. And I didn't not suspect them that they would try to be getting Dan Hedaya. I guess this is before Dan Hedaya was much of a thing. He was on Cheers in the '80s, but mm. it may have been later in the '80s before he became. Well, I think actually it was the Cheers that kind of made him popular as Nick Tortelli. Uh, Nick uh, Dan Hedaya, obviously not being Latino, but for some reason in this movie they thought he could do a passable Latino accident. Accidents. That's actually shit. It is <laughs> an accident. I, it's kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to pretend to be a Southern American dictator of some made-up country, and it's just mm-hmm. Dan Hedaya saying hello, like, "How are you doing?" I can't even do it. Yeah, it does about as no. It's about as convincing as he does. Because it just sounds like him, but he just has like he sounds like he has a speech impediment. But anyway. Anyway, and he says John's gonna kill some president in some country so he can take over. And, ooh, he'll help them or else his daughter will get it. Here she is. And John goes, what did you do to her hair? Because it's a mess. Well, that's the only thing. I guess that's the only way they could, like, they felt comfortable fucking with Alyssa Milano being a 12-year-old girl in this movie to show that, like, like they, they may have harmed her just by mussing up her hair. I guess they didn't want to, like, <laughs> have a trickle of blood coming down from her mouth to suggest they may have slapped her around a little bit. No, it's just her hair's a little mussy. Yeah. yeah. 
And then the, the, the quick scene of the army dudes at John's house and loading up bodies and stuff, and the guy's like, Oh, gotta be a lot more bodies if he's still alive! So I guess the, the army dude, the general dude, just got in the helicopter, and they attack the moment he leaves, so I'm assuming he just, like, went, Oh, hey, what's that gunfire? Turned around and set the chopper back down and just saw, like, uh, there's a pile of dead bodies as well. Well, <laughs> like the way, and the way he so nonchalant reacts to it makes it sound like this is just yeah. like the third time uh, this year that this has happened. He's like, well, they fucked with him again. Might as well stack up the bodies like cordwood and just burn the place down. But yeah. Yeah, so, so they take Schwarzenegger to the airport where some ugly motherfucker wearing a pith helmet. <laughs> man, and, I should have uh, looked this guy up because he looks like he could have been a stuntman or something because he's just a goony looking dude. And... Small face, McLarge head, are there to make sure John gets on the plane, Dude, goes where he needs to go. I I recognized immediately. Well, I knew I yeah. knew small faced big head. You know who he from? Uh, he from the warrior. The little guy, the little white guy. Yeah, he's the warriors come out to play. It's mm -hmm. that guy. And I guess he was the. He's been in a thousand things, but just because he's been in this and the warriors, I just assume he only ever got two roles. But uh, it's funny. He must be really tiny. Because everyone else, even compared to, like, Radon Chong, he's, like, a foot and a half shorter. But he a wee yeah. little man. Mm-hmm. And then this uh, the chainmail, Fat Freddie Mercury, tells John to get on that plane and do what they'll be checking in and whatever. And he leans in and yeah. he says, I'll be back for you. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is him. Like, I forgot, like... After the Terminator, he... Re I mean, the, the I'll Be Back became a thing. But I always assumed that was more just because, like, he reused the same line in Terminator 2. But I forgot it was kind of a thing throughout his next couple movies after the Terminator. But, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... He also asks Fat Freddy Mercury how much they paid. He's like, I was offered 100000 But when they say it was for you, fuck you up, I said I'd do it for free. Well, that's just not smart business. Yeah, come on, Freddie Mercury. You actually need the money, because your clothes. Uh, your clothes make yeah, you look like a fat baby. <laughs> he just looks... Grandma can only make you so many vests. That's what he looks like! And his clothes are too tiny! And he makes him just look so out of shape! And like... Mm. Yeah! Again, it's, it's, I don't even have a problem from him from a, from a performance perspective. It's just physically. He's like someone's dad. Yeah. yeah, he's not threatening at all. Anyway, but yeah. So, yeah, it's so... Like, it's it's very much like the climatic anti-knife fight in Under Siege between uh, is it Tommy Lee Jones and Steven Seagal. You're like, yeah, I totally believe this would happen. Yeah. Not that I've really seen much of Under Siege either. I've seen the, the gifts of... Uh, I was you've just joking. I was joking. You've seen the good, the good, the good part. That's what I'm saying. I was actually joking about that on Twitter today. Eric Elania coming out of a birthday cake or whatever. But yeah, mm -hmm. um, who is also the the girl from ET that Elliot kisses? Yeah. Just throw that out there. I think I've actually even mentioned that on the podcast before. But anyway, so the whole gist yeah. is that Dan Hedaya was he's a evil colonel. You know, he's an evil like military general who was once the dictator of a South American country that John and all of his dudes overthrew a couple of years ago. And so he somehow convinced um, Bennett, the bad guy, who used to be part of Schwarzenegger's unit, to defect. Yeah. And working together, they Bennett could not only get revenge on Schwarzenegger for whatever the fuck reason he's upset with him for, but uh, they could also uh, force Schwarzenegger to go down to South America and reinstall Dan Hedaya as the dictator of the country 
I have no idea how mm. this is supposed to happen. He's, I guess he's supposed to go down there and kill everyone in, in, in the new government or something like yeah. that. Ah, but whatever. Um, he's he. They just want him to get on an airplane for 11 hours to South America. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Weasel makes small man <laughs> put some money in John's pocket. And he's pocket. dressed so 80s. And, he's got, like, this 80s tuxedo <laughs> on and, like, van shoes and shit. Yeah. Yeah, and he tells him, get, get a beer when you land. It'll give us more time to spend with your daughter. And he says, you're the funny guy, Sully. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. That, when I saw that as a kid, I always thought that was the most badass line. And what he does to him <laughs> later is even more badass. It's great. That cracked me up yeah. as a kid so much. And I, and watch, it was yeah. funny because watching it now, I was like, oh man, I never realized that the guy who fucks up in this movie is the dude from the Warriors. Anyway, uh-huh. so Pith, Black Guy, and Schwarzenegger, they go get on the plane. They don't have to mm-hmm. take off their shoes or anything like that. But it's interesting to see mm-hmm. how even in 1985, there were metal detectors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when they get on the plane... Schwarzenegger said the uh, steward is like, I think carry on luggage and he's like, just him. <laughs> the and he guy doesn't like that joke. Yeah. He's like hey, he says say another word and I'll stape your mouth shut and it's like, really, you you're gonna try to intimidate what is with all the bad guys in this film? Just being schlubby or That's... tiny <laughs> None of them look imposing at They're all. They're a bunch of fucking rejects. Well, the black guy is taller than Schwarzenegger, but that's all he has. He has no muscles. He looks like a doofus. Like, mm-hmm. he's just got this big buckwheat hair and doesn't look intimidating at all. He looks like someone's <laughs> uncle who just... It's just not... Yeah. <laughs> There's no one in this gang. You can. They're, 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 technically, their leader is Dan Hedaya. So that seals the deal. And these guys just being a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. Oh, what's the name of the guy who, uh, oh, what's the, the guy who talks like that? Who was gonna play Han Solo? What's that guy? <laughs> Kurt Russell? No, the what? one with the crazy mug shot. Um, oh, no, uh, the fucking, not the guy from Overfeed. Wait, what's He was, he was in the Nick Hulk. Nick Nolte? Yeah, Nick Nolte. Yeah. This guy looks like the, Nick Nolte's mugshot. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? The black guy? Yeah. Oh, he want you his, his, his image reversed. Yeah. Uh, mugshot? Yeah, I can totally see it's that. It's the negative of it. <laughs> yeah, the photo negative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they both have the same hair. Um, yeah. And they're both about... Well, actually, Nick Nolte oh, actually, actually would have been more threatening than this guy they, or anyone weren't else. Weren't they both also wearing Hawaiian shirts? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. You always still I get Nick see... Nolte confused with the guy... Who's the guy from the action movie who rolled off on a wheel just not that long ago we talked about? <laughs> Garibushi. Garibushi. Nick Nolte and Garibushi are kind of like... Or as I call him, the Bushinator. Yeah, well, Gar- I, we may have even made that joke on the on that episode was how Gary Busey is just like a bad replicator accident version of Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's there's problems with the, 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 the transmission stream for the replicator or the the transporter on star trek and what little <laughs> what they received was the uh fucking gary Busey. yeah anyway so so anyway so john, john very loudly elbows the dude in the face who flails all over the place yeah. and snaps his neck then he just put delicately puts a pillow behind his head and tucks a blanket under his chin and is ready for his 11 hour trip and tells the stewardess Please don't disturb my friend. He's, He's dead, dead tired. tired. Which, is that the first wisecrack in the movie from uh, Schwarzenegger? 
Yeah. Because this starts. This is it. This is this is the dawn of a whole new era for action movies. There's Schwarzenegger uh, post-mortem one-liner. This is which is funny because this movie's not really packed with them. There's a couple good ones, but like, yeah, yeah of course it, it's not up to this almost self-parody that'll be in just a couple movies from now. But yeah, I guess oh, you only you get ever, three. Have you have you seen Eraser? No. I've seen chunks of a race. I've never seen the whole thing, but there is like a point where I think he like kicks a crocodile in the face and calls it luggage. Yeah, that's, and I think that's that point. Like, well, especially after last last action hero. Like, and, I don't think oh, you can make the, a Schwarzenegger the, movie without being like, oh, like, almost kind of winking at the audience about how ridiculous all this shit is. That like the very end of. He locks a bunch of dudes in a car and has a train run into it, and somebody's what? like, "Oh, what happened to them?" And he says, "They had to catch a train." Well, uh, which that's that... not even a jokey pun. That's no. just kind of. <laughs> At least I let him go. Is kind of like <laughs> get it because that's literal. But catch a train. If they, you know mm-hmm. what? If he dropped a train on them. Where they could have maybe <laughs> caught it if they had super. They just picked strength. one up and threw it at or them. Or something. Catch. Yeah, exactly. That's what you use. They caught a train, but like. Yeah. Crushes them with a giant Thomas the Tank Engine toy. <laughs> Just, he's actually he's, he's fucking driving it and somehow drives it off the tracks and crushes them, yeah. So, anyway. anyway yeah, so... So now jo- John's gotta get off the plane in the most confusing way possible. Oh, no, he, it's not confusing because he's got a TARDIS bathroom that he could use. Yeah, I was gonna say, he could go into the bathroom, which leads to the cargo area? Is there, also, is there a little bit of a joke? Because he gets up, well the, well, the airplane is starting to take off. He gets up, mm-hmm. goes to the bathroom. Stewardess is like, hey, sir, you, can't, we, you need, need to stay seated. And he's like, oh, I'm sick. Is that supposed mm-hmm. to be part of the joke? Is that they're not even in the air yet? I mean, they don't make don't it a joke, know. but I was kind of like, mm-hmm. anyway, he goes into the bathroom and magically mm-hmm. comes out the other side in the cargo bay, mm-hmm. which I'm like, where, where he could unzip a door because it's a big zipping door, but no, he just wants to jab his fingers through it and <laughs> just, rip it apart. I, I almost feel like they found some kind of like unused airplane that they could buy super cheap for the production, and they were just mm-hmm. like, okay. How do we get Schwarzenegger from point A to point B? And they're like, well, he doesn't have a knife, so I guess he just, like... Like, they almost, like, made it up on the spot how he just kind of, like, rips through this paper wall. Uh, well, it's like a <laughs> yeah. canvas wall, but it's still just, like... And, well, in, in on the other side of the wall, there's the, the wheel well for the, the forward landing gear. But it's still just yeah. kind of, like, Frankenstein, how he just, like, rips through that wall. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he climbs down to the landing gear and onto the wheel. He waits till he's over some marshes. Jumps from this. I don't. How fast your planes go when they have to take off? It's, uh, it's like hundreds of miles per hour. <laughs> I don't know if it's hundreds. Uh, I've heard it's, it's about a six hundred miles per hour. Oh, okay. Which is actually right. I think, yeah. faster so he, than the flying speed of an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> He jumps off and lands in, I don't know, like the Everglades. Two, two and a half, three feet of water, he and at he least stands like, up and is fine. Oh man, I'm watching it right now, it's great too, because there's like one split shot of Schwarzenegger turning into a fucking random dummy. That's not even, yeah. like, they put on his clothes, but like his head is just a plastic head. And then there's even a quicker shot where it's just like ten frames of animation of a silhouette mm. falling through space. Oh. There's no airplane or anything like that. It's just blue sky. Someone just, like, traced a silhouette of someone falling, and then he just lands in the water. Yeah, that speed, he should be skipping like a stone for another <laughs> half mile through that swamp. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, so he he runs around the runway for a while and sneaks his way back to well, the Well, I was also very lucky, because fucking the Warriors was watching all the way up until the moment he falls out of that wheel well. 
And yeah. the warriors, instead of waiting for the plane to get fully in the air, he just waits until it like starts to take off, and then he put, puts on the sunglasses and starts walking away. So, and then Schwarzenegger starts running back towards. Well, no, he he checks his watch. Yeah. Because he Which, yeah. He, he sets it for eleven hours, and it just starts beeping every second at him. It's like that's gonna get annoying for him. <laughs> that's good. Beeping yeah. every second. Well, he could just pinch the watch and just like break it's like a little thing as long as he's watching it. He can do whatever he wants. He's a magic oh, man. He goes through 12 watches a week. He just crushes them too hard when he tries to turn his watch. <laughs> well, he, he's lifting logs, and the way his wrists have to bend backwards to swirl his weight, just like whatever wristwatch he's wearing just explodes on his wrist because the insane masculine macho things he's always doing with his arms. It's ridiculous. E-Man will be back right after these messages. They hunted him down. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. They murdered his friends. And they took the only thing he would kill for. If you want your kid back, then you gotta cooperate. Right? Wrong. Now, somewhere, somehow, Someone's gonna pay. Do you think that he's going to give us any problems? You'll do exactly as he's told. Last and wake, you fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Are you gonna tell me what's going on or what? No. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. What are you doing? Helping you get her back. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you think you did. I lied. It's a mission no man can survive. He's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando. Let's party. Do you think that he's going to give us any problems? You'll do exactly as he's told. Last and wake, you fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you last. We're back to the airport where the weasel man is talking on the phone with Dan Hedaya and his bad accent. And Dan Hedaya tells Schwarzenegger's daughter that her dad is totally going along with this shit. It's going to be awesome and they'll be together soon. Won't that be nice? And she says, nice, nice as watching him kick your ass. Which is nice. It's nice that his daughter's got a little bit of spunk. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow Arnold is able to spot this dude in this huge airport. It's LAX, too. It took me a while to realize exactly where the hell all this is taking place, but supposedly this is actually just LAX. Which, that, it's, mm. what is, that's like the second largest airport in the world, I think? But yeah, I'm he just sure. happens across fucking uh, the Warriors, who is now, like, fucking eyeballing Ray Don Chong. Yeah, he's being a creep at her, he's, but he only comes up to her knees, so it's hard. And, it's uh, like the munchkins trying to sexually molest fucking Judy Garland. It's not really working out for him. 
he does a very poor job of hitting on her. Yeah. And so John follows them both out to the parking lot where the sleazy guy is following her. And she tells the face dude to leave her alone. And she, he's like, you don't know what you're missing. She's like, from where I'm standing, it looks like a nightmare. And so he calls her a fucking whore and leaves. Which that sounds about right from, for most <laughs> men. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, at least they get that aspect. That, that, that chick wouldn't have sex with me. She's a whore. That's probably the most realistic part of that whole <laughs> movie is his dynamic with Ray Don Chong. Are you familiar with the work of uh, Ray Don Chong at all? No. Uh, she, I forgot, I was like, oh man, I know there's some kind of famous trivia about who she is or where she came from. I forgot, Is she's Tommy Chong's kid from uh, oh, Cheech and okay. Chong. Um, they did not have his kid and produce her. Tommy Chong, I guess, had a wife. It's not like Cheech and Chong fucked and made Radon Chong. Uh, Radon oh, Chong, which I love. I love Radon Chong. That's a great name to say is Radon Chong. Uh, but yeah. like, uh, she was also, uh, man, she was in, there's a movie called fucking... Angel Heart, I think, which is about the devil. It's like this weird Nora thing, and I think she's like gets naked in. And she wasn't in that much stuff, but I think she was mostly mostly popular just because she had a ridiculous name and the trivia of her mm. being the kid of, of Tommy Chong. But I think this may be her most well known role is just being the 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 titty lady in this movie. Which I no, mm. I shouldn't say titty lady. She never gets her tits yeah. up, but she's like the the the, yeah. the oblig- obligatory female, like not even trying to be a- love interest. But just kind Obligatory of pretty lady. Yeah, exactly. Just someone, a lady to put on the poster, essentially, because she has no mm. impact on the plot of this film or anything. Well, no, she does. She actually uses a rocket launcher later. Okay, shut up, Bill. <laughs> so John climbs up behind her and tells her to get in the car. He remembers that he hates car seats, so he rips it out and throws it on the ground. Does he? Until, yeah, he rips out her cart seat. All right, she's got like some kind of weird 60s like British sports car, which looks pretty tiny. Mm-hmm. I, I must have been like checking my email. Yeah, he really does just rip out that car seat right from the studs. Yeah, oh, he okay. tells her to follow John McTighe. Well, that'd be uncomfortable as shit because that thing's like it's not just like he's sitting on the floor. There's gonna be like metal studs jamming into his ass. Well, I guess he also wants yeah. to lay low because they're gonna be chasing what's his face. Actually, you know what? That's probably half as much the reason why, why he ripped out the seat. So he'll be sitting lower yeah. in the car so he can't be seen. I thought it was just a comfort yeah. thing. Like, okay. No, so um, she asks if John's going to kill her, and he says no. And she's like, I guess you wouldn't tell me if you were. And he's like, yeah, sure I would. Great and he says that some, some dude he used to trust is trying to kill him. Nobody's trying to kill him. What is he talking about? Yeah. But okay. Well, they would kill him if they knew what he was doing. But Yeah, I guess. Uh, her name is Cindy. She's very nice to him for oh, kidnapping her. I didn't even think her. about what her name is. Yeah. And she's asked what his name is, and he says John Matrix, and she's like, that's a nice name. <laughs> she just fucking laughed. Girl? She's like, what? What? Because <laughs> it so, sounds like he's just naming up shit, like like she's got like a Matrix coffee cup or something, and she's just like, my name's John uh, Toaster Strudel. John <laughs> so, <laughs> Steering Wheel. <laughs> so they follow the failed Ted Danson clone to the mall. <laughs> the where. Dead. <laughs> the mini me of Ted Dancing. <laughs> so, where the music <laughs> keeps being terrible. Well, I, I, actually, this is funny that I mentioned uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High before, because this is also the mall that appears, the central centerpiece to uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, it's also the mm. same mall that uh, shows up in Terminator 2 a couple years mm. from now, with, of course, uh, starring Schwarzenegger. And, weirdly enough... Uh, supposedly is uh, uh, featured somehow in Back to the Future 2, but there's no mall stuff 
in Back to the Future 2. So, unless it's, like, part of, like, they filmed a little bit for, like, uh, Biff's Casino? I don't know what the hell Back to the Future 2 the stuff could have taken place hey, here. Hey, if you don't know, nobody knows. I know! That's why I was super confused. I wonder <laughs> if it's bullshit. Also, this is the mall and chopping mall, too, which I've never seen, uh, but maybe I will. Maybe someday. Maybe some April someday. Yeah. Though, uh... John takes the girl in with him and explains to her that some dudes have kidnapped his daughter and that guy right there is the only way he can get to her. And if they find sees him, they'll kill her and she's he needs her to go in there and woo him and bring him out to him and then she can leave and go back to her life. And uh, Ugly McReese Ball is going into a bar. And it's she just called follows, Restaurant Bar too, which I thought was and, and talks to the security that every bar has, is an armed security, where she's like, hey, I need help. There's some crazy guy out there who's, who's, who's whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll go check it out. And he starts calling for backup, and one of the guards calls says he's one gigantic motherfucker. Is that the same guy who was also trying to hit on some lady? He's like, hey, you want to watch me come go beat someone's ass? Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, does not end well for those guys. Mm -mm. But yeah, while she's Super. doing this, fucking uh, mini-me Ted Danson, the Warriors guy, is also meeting up with some kind of weird gangster inside the restaurant. Like, yeah. he's paying him, like, Buying a passports? Yeah, he's buying a bunch of passports, which I guess are for supposed to be for him and the rest of the bad guy gang? Maybe? Even though there's no reason why they need to use it, because... Like, the only other place they go to in this movie is this tiny island off the coast of L.A., and so they don't yeah. need passports, because they just take a boat. And it's also weird to do this kind of deal where you're swapping a briefcase of money at the mall. At a fucking mall. I yeah. mean... You, you see the bad guys own buildings and warehouses, just yeah, go through there. Yeah, fucking... I don't know if they like had, there was a producer who was buddies with the people who I was like I guess this is a very no, this is a very I, movie it's, all, it's no it's because there's somebody was like Schwarzenegger's gotta fight a bunch of mall cops <laughs> who's the most ineffectual armed force we could set against Schwarzenegger <laughs> you might have seen him kill a bunch of hired world class mercenaries what about 800 mall cops <laughs> it'll be like well, watching hey, a Bill Bill now let's be realistic it's more like 900 yeah exactly mall cops oh my god so yeah security approaches uh john and he has no chill it just starts punching him right away <laughs> for like some tactical mastermind who like has been all over the world and done all kinds of crazy shit yeah he loses fucking chill with these mall cops like he has no fucking like i he would be terrible in a mission impossible movie yeah, yeah, Weasel McTurd Burglar sees him fighting and gets in a phone booth, and John starts running at him. He shoots once yeah. at John. I guess that was his only bullet, because he stops after that. <laughs> well, no, John because just... he shoots like a bunch of times after he gets away from John, which makes no sense. Oh, you think yeah. of anything, he's the... gonna he should be unloading his clip at John, because he knows John's gonna... John's already specifically threatened to kill him. Um, mm -hmm. well, the, it is a kind of a nice... Uh, suddenly tense moment because it's not just about catching and killing this guy, but he's got to kill this guy before he reports back into the bad guys because he knows well, if they no, find he doesn't. Out he doesn't have to because well, all he has to do is pick the phone boop up off the ground and throw it on back on the ground and just scare the guy into pooping himself, which the guy kind of <laughs> yeah. does, and he comes crawling out of the, the tube while. All the 800 cops dogpile on Schwarzenegger, and then Schwarzenegger does the superhero thing of like, and throws all the dudes off him like he's on a fucking Popeye cartoon. Why does this mall have so many security guards I... and 
armed security guards. And also, why does the guy who sold the guy the passports come out and just start shooting fucking mall cops? He could have just walked away. He's Yeah, because they're not after him. He's not part of this at all until he just comes out and starts shooting cops point blank in the chest. And, of mm-hmm. course, they just turn around and blow him away. And then he goes falling over. It's actually a pretty good stunt. Goes over, like, yeah. the top rail of the gallery and all the money comes out of his briefcase and just mayhem erupts all over the place. It's just that <laughs> Schwarzenegger's throwing dudes into other dudes and punching all these cards into a fucking bloody pulp. The fucking small face mini-me's going around just blasting people left and right for no reason. Shooting everyone <laughs> but Schwarzenegger to get, and he get to, so he can, like, get back into the elevator and get back to his car. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so John, the, the guy manages to get away, gets in his car and drives off. And John gets in Cindy's car. Oh, but not she- after not after Cindy knocks over a security guard down a bunch of steps, so almost seemingly breaking his neck. And Schwarzenegger grabs onto a fucking balloon, and oh, somehow yeah. uses that to swing his like three hundred pounds of weight across the length of the mall on top of the elevator and that's how he's kind of uh, not catches up to but he, he remains on the ass of uh fucking the warriors guy yeah and he starts to chase him in her car but she comes outside and is like wait for me so I he does be involved in this chase despite the fact that i just totally ratted you out because i thought you were gonna murder me well, I guess the mayhem yeah. that just happened does really kind of support his story, though. So I guess it, her sudden turn does kind of make a little bit of sense, but... Yeah, and she's like, Ah, oh, some guy hit on me, my car got fucked up, some, I pushed some cop and he tried to arrest me, and oh man, are you gonna tell me what's going on? And he says, No! And then continues on. Oh, we just passed over one of the, the only bit of dialogue in this movie I really quoted just because I thought it was so odd. Uh, when Mini-Me Warriors guy go- first enters the restaurant, he starts talking to the dude he's making the deal with. He says, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, This is once a great place for hunting slash... <laughs> Which oh, I was gross. like, that's a euphemism for for, for, for for pussy I've never heard before, but <laughs> anyway, but yeah. It's almost like this guy's a weirdo asshole. Almost. Anyway, so there's a yeah, car so, chase. Uh, they're chasing the mini-me in his yellow uh, Porsche. Yeah, Through the so, streets of San Fernando, I guess, or... Mm-hmm. They get chased. John starts ramming him as... Does he? Sh- the other guy shoots back at them. Yeah, and they start. And eventually, his. Yeah, they go up into the Hollywood car- Hills where there's no one around, and they. Yeah, they start really. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, going crazy at each other. His car gets flipped, and John just decides to run headfirst into a pole. Which? Man, this stunt is fucking crazy because it cuts to obviously stunt people in a version of the car that hit this telephone pole so hard. That if you go back, it's I mean, of course, the stunt thing, so it's only a split second shot. But the people, the stunt people in the car look like they slam their faces against the dashboard. And I guess some version of an airbag pops out of the car. And by mm. mean popping out of the car, I don't mean a is deployed. There's a garbage bag that suddenly inflates and floats out of the car. <laughs> in a way that would not help anyone, which, and, but they get the, the, the shot is only like twelve frames long, so you, you like you don't know what the hell's really happening. But it's great because those stunt people look like they got fucked up and not in a way they didn't mean to. And of course, then awesome. it cuts back to Schwarzenegger, Ray Don Chong, just being totally—they're not wearing seatbelts or anything either. They're just she doesn't even have a seat. That's, that's a good point. Actually, Schwarzenegger should have been bisected in half. Actually, not in half. His face should have been into a pulp by the dashboard because he's like right at teeth level with the dashboard his face should just be a pulp 
Uh, but, yeah, no, it's it's just hilarious if you really go back and see what the stunt people had to go through to pull off that stunt, and then just mm. pack the Schwarzenegger Ray Don Chong being totally fine. Like, oh, are you okay? I'm okay. Let's get out. <laughs> like, it's just kind of comical. But anyway, they get out there okay. Uh, Schwarzenegger yeah. goes to get uh, to see what's going on with Mini-Me. Mm-hmm. He, he goes through his pockets and finds a hotel key. Oh, the Sunspot 5 or something like that, you know? Yeah, he takes him over to a ledge and hangs it by one leg. And it's like, is, come on. This is my abiding memory of this movie, yeah. The guy's yeah, like, you he, can't kill me. You promised you'd kill me last. Well, no, they go back and forth like, yeah, you need, I don't know where you're going. Oh, is, yeah, but, but that's the only does. thing. This is... I'm supposed to meet her at, him at the hotel, but you need me to tell you what hotel oh, he's yeah, in. That's he right, holds yeah. up the key and is like, I, I found this. I don't need that. And he's back and forth, and he's like, but remember, Sully, when I said I'd kill you last? <laughs> yeah. I lied. <laughs> ah! And he turns him into a dummy and falls down the hill. And yep. it's just, I mean, A, a it's comical. Uh, mm-hmm. B, I really did as a 12-year-old. I thought that was some stone-cold shit. Because, like, <laughs> he really did just flat fucking murder that guy. Like, he could have disabled yeah. him, crippled him, handed him off to the cops. Like, he just fucking waxed that guy. You know whenever I see in a movie where, like, the hero finally corners the bad guy and has an opportunity to kill the bad guy, and the hero's like, oh, I can't do it. I would lower myself to... To your to your level, I always think about this. Like Schwartz, that's the great thing that made Schwarzenegger great. He had no problem saying "fuck you" to even like the lowliest fucking uh, henchman in a bad guy gang. But yeah, yeah. So he goes back over to the that guy's car, yeah. which is on its side. It, yeah, just, just looked on its side, over. but I guess it's still drivable. So yeah, knocks it yeah about back onto its wheels. Yeah, and they get in, and it's it's. Something kind of comical about watching Arnold Schwarzenegger Duke of Hazards into this car because the door's all fucked up, so he can't get into the door. So he has to jump in. As big of a guy as he is, he's still relatively nimble though, because he does just kind of pop in there. It's not like he has to clamber in or like I can see a total alternate version where he falls an ass backwards and Ray Don Chong has to help stuff his legs back into the car, (laughs) and it's just like, yeah. Jim Carrey's version. If Jim Carrey were possessing his body, I could see this as being much more comical. Yeah, and she's like, what'd you do with Sully? And he says, I let him go. <laughs> and how did she know no, Sully's yeah, name? No, yeah, that's because she read the script. Yeah, it makes oh, no sense. Oh, that's okay. Especially that yes. guy. Like, at which point it was, like, I don't even think Schwarzenegger. Well, no, I guess they do mention Sully's name earlier, so Schwarzenegger would have known it. But I don't think Schwarzenegger was going around, like, yelling Sully while he was chasing Sully. It was just, yeah. There's a little... he, gives, he gives her an exposition dump. How his wife died when his daughter was born. Oh, yeah. He was always doing special assignments and didn't get to be around. He was like, doing shit around the globe and blah, blah, blah. And he did things she didn't need to know about and things he wished he didn't know about. But all that matters now is Jenny. Her name is Jenny, by the way. Yeah. And he's been, yeah, he's been to fucking, like, Istanbul, Texaco, Monongahela. He's been to all these crazy places. They see, we see her getting moved to an empty room and where she's going to be hanging Well, no, did we, we skipped over the fact that, like, they put her on a boat and they drive to an island. And there's this mm-hmm. big mansion on the island and they take her into the mansion. Like, yeah. so you're, they're in a different place. They're no longer in L.A. They're in this, like, weird Mexican island that's, like, an hour off the coast of L.A. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, I know LA's not that far from the southern border with Mexico, but, like, I guess this is a fucking, like, weird, like, Mexican evil drug kingdom just, like, floating out in the middle of the Atlantic, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, she cries and says, I thought I was the boss. (laughs) 
That's not funny. <laughs> uh, and I guess trivia is she filmed this movie during the summer she had off after filming the first season of Who's the Boss? Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking a little bit, like, because I didn't share this opinion, but a lot of people, a lot of boys had this opinion back in the day. I'm sure a couple girls did, too, but uh, the guy's getting totally juiced up over Alyssa Milano. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, when did that happen? Because, like, I didn't realize she was, like, that young. She was only, like, 12 in the first season. Well, then again, if you're 12 years old, too, that's, that doesn't keep you from de- developing a crush on a girl, too. But I was like, yeah, when exactly did she become, like, a sexual icon for, for, for boys? But no, I, I crush is different than Well, that's what I was saying, but you know what I mean. Still, it's a little, like, uh, Enough that, like, even Guardians of the Galaxy, they named the ship after her because Chris Pratt's younger self, who would actually be about her age, like, 12 years old in, like, 1987 when that movie starts or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, it's more of a crush. It's not, like, you know, whacking off or anything like that. But I love that's also the excuse so many guys use when they talk about how hot Natalie Portman was in The Professional because then they're like, I was 12 years old when she was 12, so that doesn't make it gross at all. And I'm like, I don't know if it works that way. So John and Cindy go to the hotel, and they go to room five. Where yeah, it's a sunspot. Yeah, it's, stuff, it's the hotel that, blah, blah, blah. that belongs to the key that uh, What's-Her-Face just got off, of, got off of uh, the yeah. Warriors. She says she wants to help him get his daughter back. And as they search, uh, Cook, the black guy, comes back Bill to the Duke, hotel. yeah. So John tells her to mess up the bed. He turns on the shower and just rips her blouse open. Oh, yeah, that's a little... Sh- come on, man. And tells her to open the door. And the, she opens the door, and Cook asks where Sully is, and she says in the shower. He comes in. Arnold Schwarzenegger gently taps him on the shoulder and gives him a punch in the face. Schwarzenegger could have just snapped his neck from behind, but because he doesn't do that, well, I mean, that's well, because... Well, no, he needs in the information. Oh, um, that's true. But still, he could have, like, put him into a stranglehold and knocked him out or something, like... I mean, of course, that would rob the movie of, of a big fist fight scene. I mean, I understand. Well, it's yeah. still a bit, like, tactically, come on, Schwarzenegger, you do a little bit better than that. Especially because he's, hide- he's, like, he just chooses to hide behind the door that Bill Duke... Uh, you think that would be the first, <laughs> first alert to Bill Duke that he can't open the door all the way because a giant Schwarzenegger object is hiding behind <laughs> it? You think it yeah. would be something up with that? But no, he just comes in and says, "Hey, we're Schwarzenegger," and Schwarzenegger comes out and says, "Why?" And he like blows confetti in his face and turns into <laughs> Rip Torn and like honks at him, and then yeah, the big yeah, fight breaks so out. He says, "Cook says, scared motherfucker, I." I'm, this green beret is gonna kick your ass and he says I eat green berets for breakfast and right now I'm very hungry and they, he doesn't they need c- the line right now I'm very hungry because I'm belaboring the point we get the idea it's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid <laughs> so they give each other punches and just they bunches of punches all over the punches. place and then some then Cook gets some gunshots off here and he there he unloads and- he, I kudos to this movie actually like just keeping him. He's just got six bullets in his gun, but he fires mm-hmm. almost all of them in the next room, where a dude is bent over with his ass in his girlfriend's lap. I'm like, are they pegging? I don't Maybe. know what the. Fu- but I do appreciate that these they guys. They burst through the door into this where they're filming themselves having sex. Uh, is, uh, is that what they're doing? Yeah, there's a camcorder sitting there. Oh, I didn't notice that. Uh, Well, I love the fact that this guy has already poured six shots into their room, and they still kept on having sex and filming. Yeah. Because they don't don't stop until they they break down the door and come into their room. Yeah, good for them for working through it. (laughs) They just dedicated. It was a really good orgasm they were building up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, there is a camera. Oh, okay. And then Cook holds up the gun and and on John and says, Fuck you, asshole. And 
and squeezes the trigger, but click, and Schwarzenegger says, Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Again, yeah, if if this were a Schwarzenegger ma- movie made even a year after this, there would be a more witty rejoinder. But no, it's mm-hmm. just, fuck you! It's just, just the same line repeated louder and more pointedly is not really what you yeah. expect from a quality Schwarzenegger action film. Yeah, and then more punches, and the guy gets thrown into some random splintered wood. Yeah! Punch- manages to puncture his sternum. Uh, the only the, the only thing that suggests that he gets fucked up before they show it is Ray Dong Chong kind of sees, like, off-camera sees him lay on the ground, and she suddenly goes like, Oh my god! And then, yeah, cuts back, <laughs> you see this guy's got a giant fucking spike sticking out of his chest, and he just spits blood out of his mouth, and R.I.P. Bill Duke, we hardly missed you. Yep. And, um, that's that. So they search his car, find some sheet with plain fuel receipt or something Something this, Yeah, Sun Sun Fuel Depot car airplane thing. She's a pilot, so she knows where Air Depot fuel thing is, airplane. She's studying to be a pilot. Lucky for him! Pilot in the 80s? What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> Lucky! He found the one <laughs> mo- 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 being a molested lady in all of LAX who's just in the middle of uh, uh, trying to get her own pilot's license. Mm-hmm. So they go to some warehouse somewhere. Yeah, this part of the movie, and, movie gets m- mushy plot-wise, where, like, he's got... John dude... rips, a, he rips a chain apart to get through a gate, and they sneak in, and he goes up through the roof, just like McBain did, but he doesn't call anybody a butthorn. Yeah, this is um, real. I didn't realize... Yeah, now that I think about it, this is a very McBain movie. Yeah, she's, he sneaks around under some tanks and shit, he goes into a back room... Where he punches some dude and throws him in a closet. This is weird, because they're yoke. still, like, in an L.A. warehouse, but there's, like, tanks and shit, and there's all these Mexican mm-hmm. guys, like, loading up all these weapons on all these, like, army vehicles. It's like a revolutionary, uh, fucking army depot, but, like, it's just like in, like, in the San Fernando Valley. They never really touch upon this again. I don't know if these are supposed to be troops that Dan Hedaya has or something like that, but... Uh, Schwarzenegger's hoping there's going to be an airplane that can take them to the island or something like that, but there's there's no airplane, but he does find coordinates to where they may have taken his daughter to? Yeah. And it's an island, it, yeah, it's like, I guess, two-hour flight uh, off the, the coast of uh, California. Yeah, and they see, they find, they see photos of a plane or something, yeah, all that. Something, stuff. something, airplane thing. First things first, they have to go shopping. And the only way that he knows how, drive a bulldozer through the front of a store. You think at L.A. you could find a 24-hour surplus place? I mean, I'm sure there's not going to be a ton of them, but I, I, I'll i take that. If it gives an excuse to watch Schwarzenegger bulldoze the front of a store just so he can steal and a bunch of guns, I'm down with that. There's no way that'll alert the cops or anything. I was shocked. And Look, again, this movie re- operates in such non-reality that I was actually shocked when the cops show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although he does collect, uh, he gets like a thousand different machine guns and ammos and pistols. Well, the store has everything: guns, bullets, pants, knives, flippers. Yeah, ammo, flippers. Yeah, I rockets. like the flippers. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket launchers. Rocket launchers with instructions, which becomes a little bit of a yeah. plot point later. Yeah, grenades, uh, camo then, vests, all kinds of dumb shit. Two cops too. <laughs> they freeze. <laughs> Shocking! Don't you steal the things. And uh, she follows them in the car that they threw him in, or the, the paddy wagon. Well, it's only smash cuts to, like, it's got to be, like, like an hour later, where now there's, like, 15,000 cops all there. And suddenly, like, him breaking in, 
smashing into the store has attracted like all the cops within like a 10 mile mm-hmm. radius yeah schwarzenegger mm-hmm. has just been put in the back of a paddy wig- wagon being driven by two guys and yep. yeah and suddenly like they drive away there's no police escort or anything like that uh but yeah you mm-hmm. see radon chong i guess she's just stolen uh, like a giant fucking like teal convertible out of the parking lot of the place mm-hmm. and she starts following yeah. the van Pulls alongside of them, the cops hit on her, and that's all the reason she needs to pull out a rocket launcher to shoot it at them. <laughs> I wish that Except, was more of a... Fu- like, they could have made a more funny scene out of the fact that they hit on her and they and she just blows them up. But she just doesn't react and she waits until they drive away. Well, she, yeah. she doesn't blow them up. She, she blows up the stuff behind her because she doesn't know how to use oh, a rocket Oh, yeah, launcher, she gets it reversed. Despite reading instructions. Yeah, and so they see the, the, the explosion in the rear mirror. They stop. They're like, what the fuck was that? And then she realizes that she's got the rocket launcher flipped around. And so she does set it right. And she's, Schwarzenegger is incredibly lucky that she does not hit the, the, the police paddy wagon directly because that would have just killed mm. everybody. But it's just enough yeah. to knock it over so she can rescue. Uh... Oh, she also gets yep. knocked flat on her ass, which I thought was kind of funny when she actually fires the rocket launcher correctly. Yeah, and he uh, survives and gets out of the car. Without a scratch. Gets the... Yep. He gets in the car with her and he asks, when did you learn to do that? And she says, I read the instructions. Herpeter, <laughs> And his daughter elsewhere is searching the room looking for a way out but she can't find any and there's like and and in this scene uh she's got like her mascara has been running and my wife was watching it with me because she likes this movie and she asked if she was wearing makeup and i said you gotta look pretty for daddy and my wife did not approve of me saying that at all <laughs> what does that mean which daddy? The director daddy? Schwarzenegger the daddy? Schwarzenegger daddy. Sex daddy? daddy? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Schwarzenegger daddy. Oh, but she starts to formulate a plan. She realizes that the window in her room is, like, boarded up, but, like, maybe she could cut mm-hmm. through it somehow eventually. Uh, yeah. It also cracks me up, too, because whenever they show establishing shots of the mansion that she's stuck in, there's, like, some kind of weird, like, uh, country flag uh, hanging outside, which kind of suggests that, like, the, maybe this, like, a little Mick Mansion is its own, like, sovereign nation or something like that, I guess. It's just really ridiculous, but... And with Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. Ray Don Chong, they get to, uh, the pier. They got all the... I guess she was able to somehow, uh, cl- steal from the cops all the gear that Schwarzenegger was trying to steal from the surplus store? Because now they've suddenly got mm-hmm. everything that Schwarzenegger was stealing back. Even though you think the mm-hmm. cops would have confiscated as evidence, but ah, who knows? Uh, there's a bunch of army dudes. Again, this is a Southern California pier, but there's a bunch of uh, like S- South American revolutionaries like guarding this like fucking uh, civilian pier. Schwarzenegger breaks a couple necks. They go do- down to the pier. They find uh, the the aqua boat mm-hmm. that is somehow like linked to the bad guys. And two guys, two, again, two armed military revolutionary guys show up. They start firing at Schwarzenegger while Schwarzenegger uh, throws Ray Don Chong into the cabin of the airplane and says, you got to get us off the ground. And she's like, I've never flown in a water boat before. And he's like, do it, do it. And he smacks her around mm. a little bit, spits in her ear. <laughs> no. He gets, he loses his mind. Uh, the only reason I just took over the, the fucking detailing about this shit is it cracks me up because then you still have the two guards outside who are driving up. Uh, and they've both got rifles, and they somehow... This is the beginning of guys with rifles somehow missing mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger completely. Schwarzenegger with an Uzi 50, a 50 to 100 feet well, away somehow kills them both before they can shoot him. 
I don't think they even hit the plane. No, either. well, you know, that's just that's the other thing I thought was going to be a danger. I think if anything, you'd be as worried about him, uh, the, the the guys shooting the plane and blowing it up, as as actually shooting the people, uh, Schwarzenegger mm -hmm. and Radon Chunk. But yeah, he just yeah, it's like from a hundred meters away, he's able to plug both uh, army dudes, and they just drive their jeep off the off the pier into the water. And yeah. now uh, he and Radon Chung get the fuck out of there. Well, they get the fuck out of there after he punches the plane to start it. Oh, yeah, a little bit of Empire Strikes Back moment. And he's like, oh, that always works. Which, you know what, if Schwarzenegger is such like a mastermind spy military dude, do you think he would know how to fly? It's weird that he is. Yeah. I mean, I guess you want to give something to Radon Chong to do other than just sit around and ask him questions about why he's doing stuff. But it is mm -hmm. funny. You think, or you think you at least have like equal flying knowledge or something. But anyway, but she's, yeah, yeah. they lift off. And it's all the, very Raiders of the Lost Ark. Where, where she murdered the police, the old military dude is there now. He sees all the destruction and is like, well, I can keep an eye on shit because I'm expecting World War Three. And then <laughs> just, it's... Yeah, this it, is the best part of the movie, the best cameo we could ever expect. It's Bill, Bill Paxton. I, and he says... He hears voice over the radio at first and I was like, wait, wait, that can't be. And then they show his face and I'm like, yes, bonus Bill Paxton. <laughs> He says they have to change their plane trajectory because they're flying in a, a some field where they test ammo or something. I guess out in the middle of the ocean is down. yeah. There's some kind of like army the shooting scene, range. So the scene isn't needed at all. No, it's just like somebody was like, "Hey, Bill Paxton, you want to earn a paycheck? We're gonna change. Mm -hmm. We're gonna change this film to <laughs> make sure your cameo makes it in, even though it's completely superfluous. Because the fact that they're flying through an army shelling." Uh, fucking shooting factory, whatever the fuck is never. It's never a plot thing again. It's not like when they're escaping, yeah. it becomes a thing or anything like they that. Just, it's just they just fly lower off of radar, and then that's that. It's like Schwarzenegger was buddies with Pill Paxton. And he's like, I met this guy in the Terminator. He's very good. You should put him in the movie. And they're like, we don't have a scene for him. He's <laughs> like, I think when we fly to the island, you make him the air commander. You have him say thing yeah. to me. Write the script. Change it now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, do okay, Arnold. Okay, okay, okay. We'll call him Bill Paxton. We'll get him in here. Yeah. <laughs> so then fat freddie mercury talking <laughs> to some guards oh, i forgot he's uh, in this movie yeah as the daughter is trying to break out of the room so yeah she's like ripped out the the, he, the door handle in her room and she's trying to use it as yeah. like a cutting tool to cut through the boards burning up the window and fat freddie mercury looks so schlubby in the scene <laughs> he's all pear-shaped like he's got a gut, and he's still got that crocheted top on that is not doing him mm -hmm. any favors. And the Freddie Mercury mustache just makes him look—he looks like he should be eating some ass. And it's just like—and <laughs> all he's got to talk to is either like throw shade at his guards or like talk to Dan Hedaya. And it's just like it is the reverse of the meeting of the minds. It is just these guys really are just like Nintendo Entertainment System quality villains and just sheer yeah. lameness. Ugh. So he has a conversation with Dan Hedaya where they go back and forth about how scared he, the other one is of of Matrix. And I blah, do blah, like blah. that fucking uh, Fat Freddie Mercury does admit to being scared because he's smart, which is a rare thing for a bad guy in a Schwarzenegger film to admit to. But mm. like, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what the heck did I say? Fred oh, okay. Freddy it's just so I hate that crochet thing. I'm looking at it right now, and I <laughs> I do not understand. There was a little bit of trivia. So, One of the spoilers we're making of trivia for later on on after the mm -hmm. movie. 
I guess they originally hired someone else to be the bad guy, the main bad guy, you know, the Bennett character in this movie. And, uh... I guess after the first day's performance, they realized they didn't want him after all, so they fired him. Their second choice was Mad Max guy, the guy who wound up in the finished film. But they didn't have enough mm -hmm. time to tailor the costume. I guess the, the first guy was smaller than Mad Max guy. And so they still stuck him in the same costume, which is why this costume is so <laughs> ill-fitting. And I don't know how much nice. of him being dumpy versus the costume just making him look dumpy. But again, he just looks like fat football dad. It's just, yeah, yeah I feel so bad for that actor because it's not really his fault. But yeah. Mm. So, oh no, the plane that Schwarzenegger was supposed to be on landed, and the garbage man is dead, and somehow nobody noticed all the blood pouring out of his nose and mouth until they landed. Well, and this is another thing. I, I mean, don't really expect this. this. This movie's not a documentary or anything like that. But you think that, like, after 11 hours, did no one wonder what happened to the giant Austrian guy who disapp literally magically disappeared into the bathroom and never returned? Or, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's only been 11 hours, but still, you think no one noticed the decomposing corpse next to that <laughs> giant disappearing Austrian's empty seats? Yeah. <laughs> like, did no one try to wake him up to, like, let him know that the plane was landing or anything like that? But now Cat's out of the bag. Uh, yeah. The cops are involved. And I guess, is, is, aren't there someone there? Well, There's a couple guys waiting to meet him. Yeah, at, we'll get yeah. there. Because first, uh, John takes off all his clothes. Oh man, his, yeah, you forgot his little speedo. You know, and actually, just even the couple years between this and like Terminator Two, he lost a little bit of his physique. So it's kind of funny to see him more skewing towards the Mister Universe scale of Schwarzenegger uh, physicalness. Mm. Would just like you know that, that I mean that's yeah. Even compared to like the Terminator and stuff, Schwarzenegger was even more of a monster in the early '80s, and so he's skewing a little more, more towards this rather than like. Terminator 2, where he's still he ripped and everything like that, but he doesn't yeah. look like a goddamn He-Man action figure. And this, he's still so he's, looking like an a He-Man action figure. He starts rowing towards the shore with all of his weapons. Yeah, he leaves Ray Dong Chong in the airplane. He he, he, he hit, lands on the beach and gets dressed and loads up all his weapon, even taking time to put grease paint on. Yeah. It's not like time is of the essence or anything. Seriously, because you know, like, did, did, did they even show him checking his watch to show that the time has run out? Because it's weird because they did that for a whole bunch of other scenes, but now that it's run out, it's like he's forgotten about that part. Uh, yeah, I guess plane. his whole thing is just he, regardless the what the time is, he just needs to go, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. But it is a so big glory shot where he's finished dressing. He's got the camo on, and he, like, steps out in front of the camera, and he's got, like, God Ray lighting behind him, and yeah. it's totally, like, the poster shot where he's like, bum, 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 commando. Yeah, the plane is unloading, and the stereotypes are waiting for John and the dead dude who's <laughs> being offloaded under a blanket. It is just generic-ass fucking third-world Mexican, Latino, Southern... Yeah, it's just, yeah. They just found whatever brown or non-white people they could find to fill out this scene. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So they see that the dude is dead, and they run to a payphone and let Dan know the dude is dead as fuck. And so then Dan Hedaya tells Fat Freddie Mercury to kill the daughter. Well, oh no, she pried some wood off of the door and is running away. And now Which just makes Fat Freddie Mercury seem even more sad because Fat Fat Freddie Mercury is just like, oh, she's gone. I'm gonna have to go look for her now. And so his only contribution for the whole next rest of the movie is him just like chasing a 12 year old around his fucking island. Yeah. So, uh, John Matrix is stabbing fools, setting up claymores, and just doing it all in broad Magic daylight. claymores that don't act like. Uh, not. I only know claymores from playing games like Call of Duty and stuff, 
but I do realize that claymores are like anti-personnel weapons. They just shoot mm -hmm. out like uh, ball bearings, and they're supposed to break yeah. bones and tear off limbs and stuff like that. What they do in this movie are blow up entire buildings <laughs> as if yeah. they were filled with TNT and gasoline, which is exactly what happens. He starts setting off all these claymores, whole buildings start uh, exploding, and he still continues to be a little bit sneaky for about 30 seconds, and then he just yeah. unleashes his rifle and just starts mowing down fools left and right. Yep, that'll keep his daughter safe. Yeah, this and is I... like, come on, Arnold, you kind of, yeah, come on. You're fucking up here. And yeah. he... He was going to have a revolution with these fools. Uh, this is underlings so they can't hit shit. Oh, my God. Actually, you They're know all what? cross-eyed. <laughs> I just realized I'm just getting the scene where, like, yeah, where he's blowing up the buildings. It's obviously just a bunch of dummies on stands. Uh, yeah. Of course, like they're not gonna put real people next to the buildings, but I'm kind of surprised. Like, yeah, if you, if you just really like pay attention, like it's obviously fake people. But anyway, but yeah, uh, this is the actual war part of the movie ends. He's just everyone in the world. They all have rifles. It's Fifty guys at one time are all shooting at him. They all miss, while he just mm -hmm. shoots from the hip with with his yep. one single rifle and is able to kill everyone he aims at. Yeah. And total and plot armor. It's ridiculous how how yeah. crazy it is in, the, in this scene. Cindy it's... also gets a call through to the general and says the bad guys keep missing John and he manages to hit every single bullet he makes. Does she actually call the... And... the, the, the I didn't... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which that, explains why, why they show up, up at the end. end. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, Cindy! That's I... right. I'm thinking... I'm confusing Cindy with... Okay, that's... I get confused and when I there's think... more than one female in a film. Yeah, I know. I think at one point John even sneezed and a guy died. <laughs> that's what, it's that kind of ridiculousness. And all these mooks... Just, there's a point where a grenade goes off by his feet and he kind of jumps to the side and it doesn't even get a he has a mild boo-boo on his side that's it yeah oh that's right so, because they they, they 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 do make a little bit of a production how he gets like an indeterminate boo-boo in his side he can't tell how well how bad is it just a scratch did he actually get trapped it's on it's what? bad enough he has to take off his vest and go topless for the rest of the movie yeah oh you know it's terrible too because i'm watching this footage and not only are bad guys being fucked up by the grenades that the schwarzenegger is throwing but as the grenades are going off Giant springboards are attacking from beneath their feet to throw them <laughs> into the air, which actually, if you pay attention, yeah. you can see all this, all the tricks you would use to, like, yeah, they're not doing a really good job concealing how people are being yeah. thrown through the air and stuff like that. But yeah, he gets fucked up. He has to retire to a little gardening shed to kind of, like, check mm -hmm. out his wounds. And, and oh no, what could happen next? And they shoot the shit out of it. And, but oh no, he was hanging from above the door and stabs a dude with a pitchfork. And then he throws some saw blades and cuts a guy's I'm head assuming off. Or the top of his head off. The, the director's guy... cut that we watched has an extra like minute and 40 seconds. I'm assuming most of that is like in this one scene right here. He chops an arm off and yeah, and well, it's with a machete, and you get to see the guy stump like and really like, yeah. I don't think they could have gotten away with showing that in the theater in 1985. Yeah, like the way he's throwing buzz saws into dudes' heads and necks, like fucking Mega Man. It's fucking ridiculous. And this is and easily the most violent thing in the whole film. Yeah. He stands in one spot and just shoots everybody. That's, this is the big scene, because suddenly he runs into, like, there's a little bit, there's, like, a bush that he's standing next to, which is his cover, and literally 54, uh, 50 more guys come pouring out of the mansion, I guess it's the rest of the dude's army, and they all, he's just standing right there in front of them, he's not hiding, and they're all mm -hmm. firing at him, he's not moving, and they're all missing, and he, yeah, he's just shooting from his hip.
He's got this giant M60 machine gun that he stole off of one of the uh, the dudes at the shed. And it's funny, too, because, like, every time they cut back to him, uh, the uh, the bullet magazine that he's... Uh, the bullet chain that he's feeding into the gun is getting longer <laughs> rather than mm-hmm. shorter because it's almost like he's, nice. his, his ammunition is getting uh, magically uh, refreshed every time he kills a dude or something like that. But, yeah, he just... It's, it's totally like the scene in UHF where... Uh, fucking Wardell Yankovic is shooting guys at point-blank range and they can't kill him even though they're shooting from the same point-blank range and yeah, yeah. He, that, with that like Schwarzenegger is able to mow down the re- entire rest of Dan Hedaya's army just w- by yeah. using plot armor it's great and his daughter is running around all willy-nilly with uh, Fat Freddy Mercury chasing yeah, her yeah she's in a basement she to, now all she has to do is go into a, some small area and that schlubby guy's not gonna be able to follow yeah just just like get get like like go behind a wall into the insulation area, and he's and yeah, and then John's running around calling out his daughter's name, letting everybody know where he is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think at this point he realized that he's magically the hero of his own story, so he can like yeah 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 he's, yeah he's fully aware of what plot armor he's got and on right now. Dan Hade is gonna shoot at him now, and neither of them can hit shit, so they shoot at each other. It's very exciting. <laughs> Again, and getting perilously then- close to self-parody. But then John puts a bunch of shotgun blasts into Dan Hedaya, and he falls out a window. And that's it. Very kind of, yeah. And, you know, they yeah, would, his... supposedly they originally, originally wanted, uh, who's uh, Fester Adams? Not Fester Adams. Charles Adams. No, not Charles. Uh, Raul Julia to play the Dan Hedaya mm. role. And yeah. that would have probably given a little more gravitas to the bad guys in this movie, because there would have actually been one competent uh, behaving character yeah. in the film. But there goes Dan Hedaya. He did. He full uh, shotgun mm. shells. Yeah. He, he hears his daughter say daddy from somewhere. Magically, and he runs he downstairs runs in the basement. Yeah. Fat Freddy Mercury is still looking for her, and she comes out of hiding and is, oh no, he grabbed by Fat Freddy, who eventually wings John in the shoulder with his pistol, and he tells him, like, let the good go, it's me you want. I only got one arm, you can beat me. And then he, he, he dirty talks to Bennett about how he should try to stab him with that knife. Ooh, girl feels so good. Yeah, he pulls out his knife. He's like, don't you want to drive uh, it into my stomach and twist the knife and see what's going in my mind? And, like, that's yeah. enough for fucking Bennett, Fat Freddie Mercury, to go, that's a good idea. I'm going to throw away my one <laughs> asset in this fight. I'm going to throw away my gun. Totally let your sister do whatever the fuck she wants. I'm going to f- knife fight you. And so they knife fight for ten minutes. And, and this movie tries to make you believe that this Arnold Schwarzenegger and this dude can go toe to toe in a, fi- a fight of brawn. The guy's a foot shorter. He's like, they're about the same weight, but like inverse. Whereas Schwarzenegger's dre- like an upside down pyramid. Other bad guys just a pyramid with a gut pyramid. It's, it's just as a f- uh yeah. So many grunts in this scene. He looked like pig bacon. And there's lots of silly faces by the fire as they try to shove each other. Oh yeah, into they, it. yeah. These they're now like in some kind of like they fight from this storage room where this where the, his daughter's at. Now yeah, the, now they're dueling inside of like it's like Freddy uh, Freddy Krueger's little hideout where it's all like yeah fires and shit, fire and steam and stuff like that. I guess it's the boiler and room for the mansion. Bennett gets thrown into some high voltage fence. Screams <laughs> a bunch. It's like forty thousand volts. You think that's his death? <laughs> Because he's, like, yeah. stuck on the thing going... Rah, 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 rah. And suddenly, <laughs> it's... Not, that just stops. It just, it just gave him punching power. Well, and then he starts bragging about how powerful he feels. like, And, like, I was like, is he supposed to be, like, a Frankenstein? Like, did that just heal his wounds or something like that? Because yeah. now he's, like, he's all up about you. He's like, I'm going to kill you, man. I feel so good. Then he's 
swords and then it's like bullshit and punches him and <laughs> I, I love yeah the, like again if this were a schwarzenegger movie just made a year or two later there would be more clever like double entendres and teasing each yeah. other and just like i i feel good fuck you you don't feel good and like <laughs> and so then that fat freddie mercury picks up a gun from where the prop master left it yeah just randomly got new gun and they're in a new environment gonna, it's not like he left his gun there He's not going to shoot him between the eyes. He's going to shoot him between the balls. Like, <laughs> That's okay. But then he lets he lets Schwarzenegger pull a pipe off the wall <laughs> and throw it at him. Because he's got his gun drawn. All he has to shoot him. I, I guess there's a split extra second where he has to cock the gun before firing it. But he, yeah, he lets Schwarzenegger get up, turn around, put his hands on the pipe, wrench it off the wall, turn it back around. And it pales Fat Freddy Mercury into the boiler that he's standing in front of. And it was actually pretty great because all the steam's coming out of the, the pipe. Kind of showing that, like, yeah. Fat Freddy Mercury, he's fucking done for. He's impaled. And, yeah. Let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, Nana's chainmail knitting didn't help at all. Oh, no. But, yeah, yeah. That's then, so, so much the, for that mithril vest. Yeah, so then the army's showing up, and they're like, leave anything for us, John? And he says, just bodies. And then the, the, the guy's like, hey, we want you back. And he's like, nah, girl. This is a really anticlimactic ending. He goes he goes to the plane where Cindy is, and his daughter hugs her for some reason, even though she's never met this she lady doesn't before. Know. She could have been like working with the bad guys for all she knows. Yeah, she's never seen this lady then, before in her life. They get in the plane and fly away, and it's over. <laughs> That's it! Well, and Schwarzenegger says, no chance. That's the only reply yeah. he has to the, uh, the guy saying, hey, come back, work with us. And, and the, Mc, the McMahon's theme song from WWF starts playing. <laughs> but it all cracks me up, too, is because they already established that Ray Dong Chong, while he flew everyone, well, she flew everyone to the island uh, to do, well, everyone, I mean, herself and Schwarzenegger, that she was not very confident in her abilities, and she was very, like, wary about doing that. And they could have, instead of making her fly everyone back, they could have just all gotten on these army choppers and flown back to the mainland. But instead, Schwarzenegger and his daughter forced Ray Dong Chong to fly them the two hours back to the mainland in this rickety plane that she's already kind of freaked out by. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, that's not fair to Ray Dong Chong. And there's no guarantee that this movie doesn't end with a watery, gruesome death for all these characters, you know, if, if, if she can't... Uh, get the plane to the back to the island or back to the mainland it's just fucking that's commando yep it, it's, <laughs> over. it's it's dumb and fun it's it is dumb and fun not quite as arch as later schwarzenegger action classics would be but still pretty goddamn fun even though it's kind of like yeah schwarzenegger action in kind of it's an embryonic state it's still you can see the basic building blocks that they would work with and develop uh, later um which is interesting too because it's not like schwarzenegger kept on working with the same people over and over consistently um, like, you know, like, John McTiernan wound up making Predator just, like, two years after this and stuff like that, but, like, there's definitely very similar vibe to all of Spielberg's, or Spielberg, Schwarzenegger's action films that, like, kind of build off this movie and kind of outdo this movie, but, yeah, so did you like it? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's dumb. It's definitely... Yeah, if you're just looking for a dumb action movie, like perfect 80s action film, this is, again, maybe not perfect, but it definitely fits the bill of just something stupid, lots of guns, and yeah. 80s schmooziness. Shmo um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mentioned how Bennett looks like a fat, <laughs> don't be fat ass because of his costume. <laughs> uh, Winona Ryder, Shannon Doherty, Elizabeth Shue, Jennifer Conley, 
and Patricia Arquette all auditioned for the role of Schwarzenegger's daughter. Uh, Schwarzenegger and Radon Chong shot a love scene, but it turned out so bad and unconvincing it was immediately dropped. Which, Good. I hope it was just maybe a quick peck and not like an actual, like I said, can't imagine Schwarzenegger ever, ever actually doing a sex scene, because that would just be so weird. Yeah. And uh, Dan Hedaya's character is supposed to be from the fictional country of Valverde, which is also mm. seen and and or mentioned in both Predator and Die Hard 2. Um, hmm. I think Valverde is where uh, Predator is supposed to take place. <laughs> That's uh, my favorite kind of fake cheese. <laughs> That's just Velveeta with a couple little extra jalapeno bits in it. It's the Valverde, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, and you know it's weird because I saw a couple different like trivia sites both mentioned there's no definitive death count for this movie. I've seen estimates range from 81 deaths to 102 deaths, mm. which that's still pretty fucking high. That's that's in the high double digits at least, or in the, or in the low yeah. triple digits, which that's pretty good. And yeah, yeah, Schwarzenegger. I just can't believe all those poor mooks just getting mowed down and could not shoot Schwarzenegger even though he's just right there, and they're all aiming with the gun sights. And shooting from the hip, he still managed to mow them all down. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, God. Bill. Anyway. Bill, what are you going to do next time? Okay, so I mentioned last <laughs> week... Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no, 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 hopefully it shouldn't be that bad. Like I said, you may have already seen this film. It'll be interesting to get your take on this. Uh, last week, I, uh, I, I mentioned that starting with a Wet Hot American Summer, that I had found three summer comedy quote-unquote classics... Mm-hmm. That's I wanted to tackle for the podcast. We did one uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Next week will be my second choice. Uh, it will be it will be forgetting Sarah Marshall. I haven't seen it. Okay, okay, so it may still be terrible, but at least we'll discover it uh, together. Uh, Yay! Six, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. I guess one of the first big cinematic hits for uh, this is half the reason why I picked it because I have a total crush on what's her face from Frozen. Um, oh. Yeah, what's her The face? blonde chickie! Yeah, the blonde chickie. From Forgetting Sarah Marshall! You love her so much, you you forget her name. I had a problem! I also <laughs> had a whole jokey setup for, for the name of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but I forgot what it was, obviously, because I just thumped for a yes. second. Uh, Kirsten Bell! Oh. Kirsten Bell. Or Kirsten Bell. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Okay. that's that'll be next week. He's muttering Twitter on the group of Twitter on Twitter, 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 yeah, yeah, Bill, you're not funny anymore. Now I'm, I'm not gonna kill you last. Thanks a lot. <laughs> this is the. This is would, the that's how Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger could never kill me in one of his movies if I was a character in one, because I would totally fuck up the whole like one-liner <laughs> thing. I would actually step on his one-liner, and then like, I mean, he might just kill me out of sheer anger then, but at least it wouldn't be with like another pithy one-liner because I fucked the one yeah. he had set aside for oh. me up. So it'd be... <laughs> keep, until next time, keep the calls with pop culture. Bill, remember what I said? I kill you last. Yes, I did. Now it. I'm killing you first. Oh no! Okay, gunshot fade to black. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs> <laughs>